Hello, all you crazy cool listeners, and welcome to another episode of 20 Minutes with Joelle and Stephen Gibson. Today we have a lot to review because it's been a while since we've done this podcast, and I'm going to stop talking like that because it feels weird. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I blame Joelle. Yeah, blame my stomach and my anxiety, okay, guys? My stomach's been a mess. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to cover. We do. Let's get into it. We together watch Raya and the Last Dragon. What did you think, Joel? It was good. It was really good. I thought it was really pretty to look at. It was gorgeous. Um, the storyline was cool. I thought the um, animation had a lot of personality to it. Yes. Oh, that's a good insight. I like that. (laughs) I just found Raya Raya's um mannerisms you know it wasn't just like animating her to do it really felt like it was the actor yeah it's like they filmed it with the actor and then just drew over it with cartoon (laughs) yeah you know anyway that's good definite bye dwells yawning (laughs) telling me to keep talking um yeah i we watched ted lasso together yeah we watched 10 eps this is one of my top five favorite shows. I've decided right now it's in the top five. Yeah, why it is that? It makes you feel things, man. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> and it's not a show that I would recommend binging. I think one episode a night is good. Yeah. It, It's just so nice. And I mean, yes, there's a lot of F-bombs. Um, but again, we've talked about this on the podcast. I think it's true to the character. Um, it's mostly Roy. You know, who drops I mean, the F-bombs. Yeah. That's just who he is. Um, but the storyline is just so good. And I love that it's just this positive, uplifting show. And I think it's something good for people to watch. I know many people have been binging all these, like, murder and true crime things. And I've been watching it. And, like, I've gotten so tied up in, like, all this, I don't know cult stuff with like the nixium and scientology um so it was so refreshing to watch this show that just you know was this story like this typical like hero outside of his norm you know put into like um a new situation where it looks like he's gonna fail but i don't know maybe he does maybe he doesn't (laughs) Yeah. But no, I think I think it's obvious from the beginning, like, okay, we know what's going to happen, and there's some, you know, comfort in that. Yeah, but I think it has some good twists and turns, so... Definitely. Anyway, definite buy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching it to fall asleep now. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big believer that the content you consume has a massive impact on... Just what you think about throughout the day, your your mood. Yeah. So I think, like, anytime I watch High School Musical, I'm always just feeling a lot more upbeat. <laughs> he sings so much and dances. <laughs> no. Um, no, that's true, because I did watch the first episode of Alan vs. Pharaoh on Amazon Prime. And I felt, honestly, that's when my stomach started getting all crazy. It just, it really made me feel sick. And I, I don't think I'm going to continue watching it. Yeah. Um it's it's horrible and I I do think it's important um for people who love uh Woody Allen to watch because I think 
you need to, I don't know. I, I really am so tired of supporting and loving people because of the work they produce when they are horrible people. You mm. know, like Michael Jackson, yes, he's an was an incredible dancer and performer, but I I don't like listening to his music anymore. Yeah. Woody Allen, I will never watch any of his films. What are his films? Uh, I don't think there are any that you would watch anyway. Like, oh gosh, I can't even think of them right now. But like, he's very popular and he has a lot of famous films. Yeah, okay. He's just a very sick, sick human being. Gotcha. So, <clears throat> I also started watching Resident Alien. This is a new show. It's a new episode every week. It's, um, I think it's really funny. It's about an alien who comes to Earth to destroy it, but his doomsday device, he loses it, and <laughs> he has to try and fit in as a human, and he's just so awkward. Oh, that's and his, good. His, he, he, like, has this thing where he's transformed into a human, into the guy that he killed to take his identity, and... He's just like so out of his element and like trying to fit in as a human and he's so awkward. And there's this one kid in the town that can see him as an alien. Oh. And so his arch nemesis is this little kid. He keeps trying to kill this kid. <laughs> it's hilarious. What is this on? What are you watching this on? Um, I don't know what it's available on. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know where you would watch it. It, may, it might be Apple TV or something. Okay. I pirated it, but I think it's hilarious. Um, All right. On top of that, that's called that's Resident Alien. On top of that, it's Zoe's amazing playlist or whatever it's called, extraordinary playlist or something. This girl, there's an earthquake while she's getting an MRI scan, and then she wakes up, and people keep spontaneously erupting into like musicals and song around her that exposes like what they're really thinking. Is it funny? Um, it it's more, I guess, meant to be heartwarming. It's mildly funny. I feel like, it, is it crude at times? No. Oh, really? Not, not, not so far, not really. Interesting. But, like, the main, main girl is, um, her, her songs are not, they're like serious lip syncing. Okay. Whereas the other people are a little more like... Yeah. It, it's less obvious. Anyway, that, that one's a cool show, too. Um, to keep on the positive note, I watched Framing Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. Which is not positive at all. It's very upsetting. Um, you know, now that I think about what you were saying, like how these shows affect us, I've been watching so many depressing shows lately. Um, man, it's just so sad. I love that we're finally getting to a point as a society where we're realizing the way that we treat celebrities is really inhumane and disgusting and framing Britney Spears it's available on Crave and it just talks about Britney Spears and basically what you know we did to her as society when she went through an extremely horrible mental breakdown and it was like entertaining for us mm. and about what the pap- uh, paparazzi did and how they just had no remorse and still have no remorse for what they did. They interview the paparazzis and they're like, well, you know, I don't feel bad about it because, you know, like we did care about her 
and you know we you know we helped her sometimes it's like no you literally caused her to have this um and just also about like how um interviewers would were just so horrible to her and Paris Hilton actually is coming out too now talking about um horrible interviews that she went through and it's um Oh man, they're so uncomfortable to watch now. If you go back and like watch these interviews with Paris Hilton, like David Letterman, I know that he has. What about his? He's just so awful to these women. In what way? Like with Paris Hilton, she did like an hour in jail or whatever, and he kept asking her questions, and she was like, you know, like I, I just really want to leave that behind and and move on with my life. I don't want to talk about that. And he's like, well, that's funny because that's all that I want to talk about. Yeah. And you know like, who else I find really awkward with women is Conan O'Brien. Yeah, but his is different because mm. he's so silly. No, it, he's very sexual. I'm sure you could find that. Yeah. No, I mean like literally. <laughs> I don't I don't agree with he that. He does it joking. No, I bet if you went and rewatched it. No. You know, I, I totally <laughs> yeah. disagree. He's so awkwardly not sexual, and when he is, it's... I mean, he's literally being sexual, saying sexual things. Like what? Like, about either the way that they look or how it makes him feel or anything. Like, he's doing it jokingly, but they are still sexual. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back and rewatch. I would never say those things to a woman. Yes, I would like for you to give me some proof. I'm going to defend Conan here, because... Go watch... Because all of his interviews, when... There, he's so uncomfortable with anything sexual, um, and that's part of like the shtick, right? And he talks about how if he is sexual, it's usually like self-deprecating. Yes, that doesn't make it not sexual, though. It can be both. Okay, well, you can prove your point to me through some clips. Well, I don't need to. It doesn't what? matter to me if you think I'm right or wrong. Well, I want I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, just like the Britney Spears thing, when at the time you're like, oh, yeah. But I think one day you'll look back and probably be like, hmm, yeah, maybe that was in poor taste. What do you mean? The things that he's saying. Oh, definitely. Same thing with David Letterman. Like, Yeah, but David Letterman is much more... Um, like, what do you call it? Aggressive. Yeah. So much more aggressive. And that he will not stop. I think Conan was good at, like, knowing when to stop the joke. But if you watch David Letterman interviews, it's like... I'm not saying he's being abusive. I am saying that I find it a lot. Like, on Facebook, when it's, like, showing clips with him and whatever actress, actresses. He does make, like, little jokes and stuff. We go, like... And stuff like that. Yes. But it's it's very different. Like, I'll show you the David Letterman clips. I'm sure they are. Like, after Janet Jackson had, like, her wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl, he would not stop pressing that, like, questioning about it and stuff. And, like, there's this one with Jennifer Aniston. Ugh, it's, it's so cringe to watch. We gotta no, watch but... it. Um... But there's also this one wonderful clip, Craig Ferguson. You remember his show? Mm-hmm. Um, he did he, a lot of very similar jokes to Conan O'Brien with women, too. Okay, but in regards to Britney Spears and her mental breakdown, like 
every other late night comedian was making fun of her except for him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I, I'm an alcoholic and that was me. And so I don't find it funny at all. And no one really listened to him at that time. But like now on social media, there was like this outpouring of love for him and all that stuff because he stood up for her even then. So anyway, it's just very interesting. And like the documentary goes into um, basically the legal mess that she's in with her dad and uh, the Free Britney movement, which I am a part of now. (laughs) Hashtag Free Britney. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, other than that, I've restarted. I started rewatching White Collar, which is on Disney Plus now. Totally recommend that show. It's so good. Yeah, it I is. love it. Um, I started watching Blackish. I haven't. I'm not three episodes in, so I can't review it yet. Um, and what else have I been watching? I don't know. That's pretty much it. I watched the movie Monster Hunter, which is based on the popular video game series. Very popular. And it was surprisingly charming. Like, uh, And there were some good enough twists. We were like, oh, I wasn't, ex- wasn't expecting that for this kind of movie. It's a very B movie. It's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It It's a weird movie, though, in that it has no actual ending to the plot. You're just kind of like... Uh, Oh, I guess it's over. Right. <laughs> and it's just so weird, but um, there's enough there. Like, I don't expect anyone listening to this to actually watch it, but as someone who played the game, there's enough there that you're like, oh, which that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I know that thing from the game. I did that thing. Anyway, um, and the the actress who's from Fifth Element, I wish I should know her name. But Mila Zafanek? Yeah, yeah. She's great. I mean, I feel like she's just a trooper who's just like... She's going to do whatever to make money. And it, it, she, she like, does a good job. But she's in these movies with all these horrible scripts. Like, all the Resident Evils. and but Maybe she's been blacklisted. I don't know. I, I think she's just kind of typecast as that. Because um, like she's action. in so many. Like, that, you know, B-level action movie star kind of thing. But I'm sure it made her rich. Like, there were, like, seven Resident Evil movies oh, or something. Oh, and The Fifth Element. It's, like, one of the biggest movies. Yeah. Did you ever watch that movie? Maybe she just likes that stuff. Of course, yeah. I don't think I ever have. But I remember on, like, remember Channel 5 or whatever used to be, like, the no. channel... Oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> people, people who had cable will understand. You'd go to, like, Channel 5, and it'd be, like, the screen would show, like, what was coming up and on what yeah. channel. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, Channel 3 to 6 is, like these shows and all the times um and they would have like pay-per-view clips of like movies you could order and the fifth element was always one my my dad when he had his fancy apartment he had cable or whatever so i remember some of that (laughs) anyway anyway we would do some pay-per-view movies oh wow it's expensive yeah um, as for books, I'm still trudging through Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. <sighs> it's as a 31 year old woman, it's not as fun reading Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's really bad. It's not like a cute YA. I'm not 
into this love story, but I'm, I'm going to keep reading it because I feel like it's my duty to finish off, finish off the world. Um, but it ain't no to all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> That's probably very true. Or even John Green. I really like John Green's novels for young adult fiction. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also finished Cobra Kai season two and three. Oh yeah, we I, haven't talked about I this. I binged them after watching Karate Kid two, part two and part three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it the Karate Kid movies. It's funny because like um, Mr. Miyagi, which I, I apologize for not knowing his real name, and Daniel San <laughs> are like the only two people who can act in these movies whatsoever, mm-hmm. and everyone else is just like totally sea level, like off the charts, nineties yeah. <laughs> actors. Like those B-level movies. Anyway, the third one, the villain and the bad guys are just ridiculous. <laughs> They're so insane. But it's entertaining, at least. It is, because it's so bad in, like, the best way. Not in, like, the, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, I was laughing at how hilariously bad it was. Anyway, the bad guys in those movies are relentless. Like, daniel son just gets so bullied and beaten down <laughs> for the entire movie until right at the end. And he just feels so bad for him. He's just, same thing happens in Cobra Kai. Like, they're just relentless. And you're like, oh my gosh, can this kid catch a break or or whatever? Anyway, Cobra Kai season two and three are fantastic. It is incredible that they've brought back literally everyone from the movies. And I'm talking like, everyone, like everyone that's not dead has, has come <laughs> back. So, you know, like his mom and his girlfriends and uh, just... That's uh, so fun. I love when... Um, cast can do that you know like all there's so many reunions right now and it's like yeah oh it could have been so good if the Olsen twins just came on for yeah. one episode or um they should have just know. got no she's way too expensive I was gonna say Elizabeth Olsen yeah I know but anyway um yeah I highly recommend Cobra Kai really want Joelle to watch it there's some sick karate if you go back and watch the Karate Kid movies, the karate is terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, speaking of Elizabeth Olsen, we finished... Oh, yeah, WandaVision. Um, WandaVision. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that show is so good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I feel really like good. you need to be a Marvel fan in order to really love it. Um, but even if you're not, I think... Hey, oh, it's just watch it. Yeah, it's I fun. didn't love the finale because it didn't have any. The movie was so create, or the the show was so creative so yeah. early on, and the end is just very normal Marvel stuff. Yes, You're I just agree like with that. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a superhero fight. Yeah, um, superhero fight and something more to come. And, and stuff you were fully expecting was going to happen. Yeah. Whereas in the first ones, you're like, "What is going on? This is so yeah. weird." So I wished that there was something more interesting at the end, but it was still very good and very emotional, totally. very well acted. Yeah, Jesse was like, I was, I had teary eyes because I had the hiccups, and I looked over at Daddy, and he was like really teary eyed. Yeah, I could have been yawning, but it was probably emotional. It was emotional. Um, it was nice. I didn't good. cry, but it so was good. this week there's no special Marvel thing. Oh. But next week. It's Falcon and the Winter Green Soldier. Arrow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I think that one will be very normal. 
I think it's not going to be as PG friendly as WandaVision was, though. Mm. Uh, I don't know. There'll probably be more swears, but all the Marvel movies are, you know, whatever, fine. Yeah. They're meant to be, like Star Wars, they're meant to be consumed by the whole family. Yeah. You know? Tuts. Well, anything else? Yeah, we've been watching the Scientology documentary stuff. Oh, my goodness. Scientology and the Aftermath with Leah Remini. Basically, it's insane what this organization does to families and to people, and it needs to be stopped. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. (laughs) It's really wild. Like, you go through the stages when you watch each episode. Like, I've gone through, like... This is unbelievable. Like, I can't believe this happens to, I'm heartbroken for these people to like, I'm just so angry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, it's infuriating that this organization has so much money that they can literally do whatever they want. Yeah. You know, the, one of the things whenever we watch these cult things, it's like, because LDS people often get. I don't think anymore, really. Yeah, but so back like, oh, in the day, in a cult. it was like very cult. He's like, man, there's a yeah. very clear difference between an actual cult <laughs> yeah. and what we literally do. not. Like, you know, we're not going to be disowned if we stop going to church. No, ours is just a regular like church thing. Like, the yeah. only weird thing I would say would probably be the temple, but even then, we're like pretty open about it. Yeah, you, like you and can like, literally find out what happens. And when any temple's opening, like you get a full walkthrough, they explain everything that goes on. Do they give you exact wording? No, but what does that even matter? Because it doesn't. And mm, yeah. I, I tell you, it's nothing that interesting. And it's just annoying. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like watching this, you're like, oh my gosh, like like legit cults are like in, insane. Yeah. And they're so predatory and like. It's just really it's just sad. Crazy. You know, it's sad for people who grow up. And it's, Stephen and I have been talking how it's like the complete opposite of our religious beliefs because when a child is six, they can go into the Sea Org. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Basically, the parents will write and sign a contract basically giving up their right as a parent. Yes, it's very anti family. It's very anti family, yes. It's, you know. All about do not question anything, do not do any of your own research, do not do not go to take yourself totally out of the world. Yeah, Um, they like really discourage um, post secondary or any education. Whereas our church is like, yep, if you want to go into debt, (laughs) only do it for education or buying a house. And also the the way that the leaders of the church respond to criticism like ours are like, yeah, do your own research, make your own conclusion, and like. You know, we don't retaliate to any, like, even with the Book of Mormon play and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you watch the play, now learn about the real thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, they don't condone what's being said in that play, but they see like, a bad thing. Oh, my gosh. Imagine they did, like, a play on Scientology. Because, you know, it's, it's actually surprising how many people <laughs> actually come into the church through negative, and this is going to sound weird, negative avenues like watching the play yeah. for a lot well, of people that's how like, i got into the church right right because you realize like wow wow is it really like that and you look yeah. into it like oh i guess it's not yeah um there's always truth there's nothing in the book of mormon play that isn't true it's just that it's presented in such a different way you know without context i guess i don't know i don't know the content of it 
From what I've seen, at least. Nothing's yeah. untrue, but it's just taken out of context or, you know, mm. being made fun of. <laughs> yeah, okay. They have a lot of facts about Joseph Smith that aren't what we are, that we believe. That's what I know. Cool. Anyway, yeah, Scientology bad. Yeah, Please I met, I met a Scientologist on my mission, actually. Was he an ex-Scientologist? No. He's in the super rich neighborhood. He's like, no, I'm Scientologist. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Do you have any literature you could give me? And he's like, no. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. Not without payment. You have to literally pay. Well, I think there's literature you can get for free if you go to the centers or something. No, they trick you. You need to keep watching because they go into that, like what exactly happens step by step. How do you become a Scientologist? What and, about like a pamphlet or something? They rope you in with the free personality test. Okay. And from that, I think you can go to like a free service. Um but basically everything is paid for and they convince you and it's so interesting. Oh my goodness. There's this one episode where this guy exposes the fact that like any interview room is um, monitored. And so they're able to find out every single piece of information. So as someone's giving you a personality test, someone's in your ear being like, okay, ask them this, ask them that, say it exactly this way. And it's just like this constant puppeteering, trying to get you to be vulnerable and to share secrets because they're going to use that against yeah. you. You know, it's interesting how um, aggressive they are at like following people and documenting it's them. It's very and, scary. And I'm scared to say this on the podcast in case like a Scientologist hears it and like <laughs> they put up hate websites of you. If you speak out against Scientology, they will stalk you. They literally have private investigators that they hire to harass you. They will go to your workplace. Do you remember? Um, oh my goodness. It's the, insane. What, the main guy. What's his name? Mike. Mike. Uh, no, it's not Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike Rinder. Anyway. Mike Rinder. Mike Rinder, yeah. How he was talking about, you know, he he knows people were paid to go through his garbage, so he would like... Yes. He would put receipts or like something in like dog poo, so they'd have to yeah. be... He's like, there's some sick satisfaction in knowing that these people have to dig through dog poo. And he would like randomly write like high-ranking members of Scientology, be like, call oh, so-and-so yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Just to, like, mess with them. Oh, my gosh. So funny. And, like, they followed. They'll go to your neighbors and be like, oh, so-and-so's a criminal. And, like, just straight up lie. And, yeah. Like, Do you know this person's a sex Yeah. Like, like oh, he's been convicted of, like, child pornography. And so, yeah. like, all these people are like, what the heck? Like, they will go to any length to ruin your life just because they can. And because you spoke out against Scientology, you told your true story. There's this horrible episode that talks about um, basically like correction camps for teenagers and children. They had kids as young as like eight or nine at these facilities, like these work camps. And they would like hose them down and like clean them in front of everyone. With like metal rakes and stuff. Like, I haven't watched that, but oh, the so the horrible. hole. Whenever they talk about the hole, that's pretty crazy. <gasps> yes. It's basically their prison, 
Yes. <laughs> and they send they have people in prison there for quite some time. Mike Renner said he was there for like years. You want to hear the the craziest thing? Not the craziest, sorry. One of the craziest things. They make you sign all these documents when you're first signing up, like when you're all high on it and you're like, oh yeah, of course I'll sign this. Basically saying um, that you can get your money back because you have to pay in advance to build your quote unquote bridge in order to get to like the highest level to get like the moment of clarity, like all of the knowledge. So you pay in advance thousands and thousands of dollars maybe even more and in the document you sign it says you can't if you are declared a suppressive person so basically if you leave the organization you are not allowed to step foot on the property again but in order but then it says yes you can get your money back but in order to get your money back, you have to go and file a report inside the building. But now, if you want to file a report, you're a suppressive person, so you cannot go into that building. Yeah. It's like, it reminds oh, me, man. I, ta- I brought this up to you before, but they, the way that they word things, like the oh freeloader tax. I know. Like, if you want to get out, then they send you a freeloader bill because you've been freeloading off of them. And it's literally called the freeloader text or whatever it's, it's just so bizarre uh, and even their like public relations statements that they put out could you imagine like president nelson being yeah. like stephen gibson left the church and is speaking out and he's a moron <laughs> and he like that those are literally the words they yeah, use i know it's just it's so i told you uh, juvenile. It is so juvenile. It's, anyway. it's so weird because they could be so much more effective if they weren't that way. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, strange. But anyway. Um, it's called Scientology in the Aftermath with Leah Remini. And she also does um, a special in season two in regards to a different denomination, um, the Jehovah's Witnesses. And that was really interesting and eye opening. Yeah, they do another one on a specific branch of Islam in America, too. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, interesting stuff. Um, It'll probably make you angry, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it just, it frustrates me. But I I can't stop watching it. Wow. So, yeah, lots of stuff we covered. Hope you've enjoyed these 30 minutes with us. Yeah. Hopefully, um... It won't be too long before the next one. Hopefully not. Hopefully I won't have diarrhea. Bye-bye.